just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yeah, we're back. Episode 26 of Just Dishing It. Joined as always by our producer, Mr. Derek Hoskin, and my co-host, Mr. John Tudes Tudor. Gentlemen, how are we? Ooh, we are busy. Yes. And tired. Running around like crazy lately, but, you know, good to be back. I feel like we, all three of us, haven't been on this together in like three weeks so good to yeah. see both of you guys and like kind of like shifting in and out we've been uh we've all been on the selkie yeah know? we've all been on yeah, the right? selkie grind here we're just yeah. trying to get awards here but um you know summer winding down stuff gets busy but you know we're back at it we're in here again it's good to see you boys good to have another awesome episode i personally am not going to waste any time this is a guest we have been wanting to get on for quite some time I'd like to welcome to the podcast for episode 26, Mr. Ryan LaFleur, founder of Chirps. Ryan, what's Boys, up, buddy? What's going on? What's up, Brian? Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. Of course, long time coming. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Big time, dude. Love what you guys do over there. Obviously, we had Jake on early mm-hmm. on, one of our earlier episodes, actually. It was, uh, it was good. We were able to get, get your partner on there. Um, Really, this one, yeah, I feel, feel like a lot of, we, we covered a lot of things, but I think it's going to be real interesting for people to hear your perspective on it, you know, um, the time you spend creating and stuff, your process, you know, your knowledge of the game as far as hockey itself or, you know, the, the merch design game and all that too. So I'm excited to chop it up with you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, let's get right to it, man. Hockey. What a game, right? Yeah. That's why we're all here. Yeah. Beautiful game. Beautiful the game. A beautiful game. <laughs> Dive into it. How'd you get how'd you get involved? What what's your, some of your early memories with the game? I mean, yeah, just growing up, like we've played since I was born and um just growing up in the Massachusetts community, it's like a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey kids. Uh all my friends played, made a lot of friends through hockey. So it's just kind of part just kind of part of growing up and then leading into that and building the relationships and friendships and just time over there. Cause it's such a, such a big thing here. Um, yeah. So it's mostly just always been ingrained, uh, you know, like the parents like did, they show you as a kid, stuff like that. Yeah. So, dude, it's, we talked about that a lot with Jake. There's a lot of overlap in like the Western New York area where it's yeah. like, you're just, most people are skating. Like you're playing hockey. Yeah. Like it's really common. Um, what area in Massachusetts again are you from? I'm um, from like south of Boston. So. South of Boston. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's tell us a little bit. I mean, were you like, a, what kind of player were you? Were you, you know, net front presence? Were you a grinder? A little bit of sauce in your game? What do you got there? Um, no, not much sauce. Not much of anything, really. Um, <laughs> you know, just kind of just kind of being out there. Uh, I played center, but um, yeah, there's not much skating to my game. Uh, all the boys like to make fun of me because we still play men's league now, and it's don't really go past the red line into the D zone. So just just kind of focus on the offense. <laughs> leave the leave the defense to the other people. They got it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I can respect that. Tudor, what do you got? Oh man. Well, I mean, I guess stay, staying on that. I mean, are you growing up south of Boston? You a bees guy? Yeah, big bees. So guy, yeah. uh, who who was the favorite player growing up? 
Uh, it was always Jumbo. Jumbo yeah. Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, talk he, about the worst trades in NHL history. But, yeah. Yeah. That was a, I that mean, was a dark, dark period for the bees, especially like that was prime time age where you're like, oh, you yeah. just follow everything. Like if you're like seven, eight, nine, you're watching all the highlights. You see that every morning watching the highlights in the game before, you know, everything that's going on. So as like, as the first guy you love and he just gets traded away, you're like, what is this sport? And he's he's cool too, right? Because he just signed with is uh, it Florida, the Panthers? Florida, yeah. And yeah. like when I saw that, I was like, "Dude, how is this guy still playing at this level?" But I mean, he he does it, he does it well. But it's just, he's one of those guys when he retires, you're gonna be like, "Well, I was hanging on to my childhood, but there it yeah. goes." Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all the stories, it just sounds like he likes being with the boys, so. It was kind of he's like he doesn't want to give it up to and he's kind of adjusted his role where like as as you get older like you know you know your skill set or whatever so he's kind of adjusted his role into like what fits his game now for sure yeah absolutely you saw that a lot in toronto unfortunately for them they just couldn't get it done um any chances the sabers not so bring that up. I, I love to bring that up um yeah. which is where we're at same and with the bees we've had a lot of good series but that. i don't i don't want to hear it i really don't want to hear it <laughs> Spoiled, just absolutely oh, spoiled. Yeah. Hey. Um, who's, who's your favorite current player on the roster? Um, I mean, it's tough not to say Patrice Bergeron, but um, just because he's such a legend. But um, Pasta probably. Like, we got a lot of we got a good we got a good roster right now. Where it's like a bunch of guys that are like a bull and whatnot. So I have yeah. such a soft spot for Brad Marchand. I know I've oh, yeah, totally. over that. Yeah. I do, I do I too, though. People I, hate. I, I wish he it. was. He. How do you, if you if you sit there and tell me, no, I don't want him on my team. You're just full of it. You're yeah, absolutely. Bullshit. You're completely. Like, yeah. Of course, of course, you hate him if you're not a bees fan, like deep down, because like he's he's a rat. But like that's yeah. exactly like I mean nobody else plays with the edge that he has and can bury it like he does. Like he's thirty yeah. goals. Thirty. Pretty goals and he's gonna get you tossed out of the game because he licks you in the face and you lose your mind. Like right. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a pass can't beat thirty that. seconds later, he's scoring a highlight reel. So yeah. Right. Yeah, then it's amazing. He's amazing, like along like one of the things that always I mean a lot stands out about him, but he I feel like he's one of those guys every time he goes to the corner for like a corner battle, he comes out with the puck and it's insane, like how frequently he yeah. seems to do that. It's just like one of those weird little knacks he has, but um, yeah. But it's like so important, like it changes yeah. the game because you just yeah. get possession now and it's like it's over. Right. I think that's a record for the most time we've spent on Brad Marchand on this podcast, but no. You should change I, it into a Marchand podcast. Yeah, we could. We could. The cover. Really, the cover. P- really piss off the people in Buffalo, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll just be a Brad Marchand fan club here. Yeah, the logo, <laughs> the logo will just be his beak. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary. But anyways, Ryan, I mean, talking about, you know, your early exposure in your childhood and all that stuff, you know, growing up a Bees fan, obviously that time era contributed to your your interest in what you do with Chirps. Talk about, you know, your inspiration there. When did you start noticing, like, fashion and just how did the hockey and fashion intertwine for you? Because obviously with us at Just Dishing and Skateskins, that's a huge thing. So it's just very yeah, interesting it- to hear others' perspectives on that. Right. I think it all lines up with like just the creativity where it's like as you start, like as you start getting older and like in high school and whatnot, and um, like you can start developing your own style and your own sense of 
like your interests and whatnot. So it's, it was more like just combining, combining the two things that you started getting into where it's like hockey and then you have the creativity side where it's like, it's a natural marriage. And it's so, so it's kind of, kind of just as like you start getting creative and growing in that aspect, it's, um, it was more, it was more just like natural. Like it, it started blending together where it's like just two passions that you want to see together and you're making things that you want to see. So it was just kind of, just kind of happened as you start developing those skills. Yeah. So when did this uh, refresh for all those listening too? I mean, refresh us on, you know, the story from your perspective with chirps, when this, how the idea came together, what did you try first? What worked, what didn't work? Like, you know, fill us in a little bit on that. Yeah. So I kind of always saw like, obviously vintage vintage is having a boom right now, just in general. Um, And you kind of see it. I kind of saw it in other sports where it was like, these guys were supplying vintage clothes and vintage merch for NBA players, NFL players, whatever. And there wasn't much in hockey, but hockey like has such a storied history. And um, like, there's a lot of vintage pieces out there. So it was kind of, we kind of wanted to take that and um, just show, just show the history of the game and kind of go back to that time where it was creative and they didn't really, they didn't really have like guidelines where they're willing to try things. So it was kind of, seeing it in other areas and we figured we can just dial this into hockey and be like the vintage hockey people and it was and it's going back to the time where we're growing up like this is the clothes we wore as a child like growing up in the 90s early 2000s or whatever it was like these are the shirts we thought were so cool in like fourth grade or whatever so it's kind of bringing that in and um bringing that into hockey because there wasn't much in that area and there was an opportunity because of because it's such a story game and whatnot so yeah for sure man for those on youtube derek's pulling up the uh the chirps instagram page make sure you follow him at chirps all lowercase awesome page awesome content you can see a ton of sick gear on here Mm -hmm. awesome posts yeah dude i love your i love following your page there's always something cool to see on there yeah Yeah, and that's that's kind of right and that's kind of the goal is just to just to make it cool and make it interesting rather than like like it can, like hockey can be so serious sometimes and there's a sector of people that take it seriously, but it's so much fun and there's so much fun areas of part of the game where it's like, we can showcase that. Yeah. We always talk about it too, where it's like, it's such a flashy, skillful, like lightning rod type of game. Like, but there's some, there's like a, an orchestral beauty to it as well, where it's like, you often can see kind of blends of that in merchandise and like how the players show their stuff off the ice, you know, right. You know, fits coming into the rink and everything like you see in other sports. And we always, we've like, we've been talking about, you want to bring that into hockey because it fits it. They belong together. It's just been like, there haven't, there hasn't been a big enough push from creators and brands like ours here on the show and chirps and everything. Right. That are pushing that and bringing it together. So it's awesome right. to see. It's really exciting. One thing I wanted to ask you too before I let Toots jump in, I know he's got a bunch of stuff to ask you. What um what are your guys' thoughts there at Chirps about the ESPN and Turner Sports deals for broadcasting rights for the NHL? How do you see that becoming a factor into like the I don't know if you want to say the coolness of the off the ice stuff or just the personal branding for the players? Um I don't I don't feel like I don't see it hurting the game. 
Um, I'm actually all for it because now it's just different avenues to showcase the game. And maybe like now, like if you're walking into the rink and all, all your boys are seeing you on SportsCenter each morning, rather than like whoever's watching NBC Sports, like you're going to be on SportsCenter, you're going to have more of the national press. So you might want to like start focusing on um, like the off the ice stuff um, that can like help. Like you might want to focus on being creative creative now that you have a bigger platform and you're growing with the game that's also growing. So I think it's, I think it's a big thing that will help, help, uh, grow the game. And like, if you're on ESPN, you're now with all the three, now you're with the three other sports that are all on ESPN too. Um, so now hockey's like with hockey's a major part of the four major sports now and you're with them. So they're always going to be compared to the other players now. So it's kind of growing the game while also, competing against the other leagues that are on the same channel, but on a bigger platform now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tudes, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I have a couple things, but I kind of want to just kind of chat a little bit about Ryan's point there. And with ESPN too, I just, one thing that stuck out of my head, right? Cause you know, like you were saying, like the other three major sports. Wow. That was a good there point. Go. Yeah. Three major sports. <laughs> three major sports. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously too, I think, you know, what Tudes was probably going to get at, don't want to steal his thunder, but we had, um, I think as far as the ESPN thing, right? Like you constantly see segments where they're pushing, like they make it a point to show like in the start of NBA games, what guys are wearing to the, to the arena and stuff. And I think that's such a cool thing that the NHL can really tap into those personalities and get to know the players. Cause I think that's been the biggest thing that's holding the sport back. Yeah. You know, as far as relate, you know, growing popularity in this country and in the world, really, um, you know, they just don't let, there's kind of like a, you know, don't stand out too much sort of vibe with right. hockey. You know, that's right. one thing we've seen with like skate skins that you just, people are like, Oh, uh, they're just like, you know they're sick, man. You know yeah, they're yeah, cool. No, right. Like it's just like you don't want to rock the boat. But you totally. know, I think when we when we get that trend to break, which I think it is starting to break, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of awesome stuff to see and a lot of cool things are gonna come out about individual players. And um right. yeah, I think it's gonna be a huge thing to see. And plus we always look at it too, Ryan, where it's like you can't play forever, obviously, right? When you can develop and grow your own brand, that's a huge way to do it. Where no one's going to follow you if they don't think you're cool, right? Totally. <laughs> just, you like want to follow cool way. people, so you're going to keep the follow. Yeah, and it's like we like going back to that point. Like we've all been around hockey like forever mm -hmm. on uh, for our whole lives, so we know these players have personalities. Like yeah. we know we know all the boys in the locker room; they have personalities, but if they just get a bigger platform and if they're more willing to sh showcase that personality, then people will like start recognizing their face and start recognizing them. And then now, now they're a bigger personality and that helps you. That helps you also to that point where it's like, it sets you up for after the game. Yeah. It's like, you got to try to build your own personal brand now because it's not going to last forever. Yeah. And it's going to grow where it's like, you're going to get more people interested in the game that maybe didn't even play. Right. Like how yeah, many totally. people are, how many people are crazy football fans or, that never played football? Like it's, yeah. just, there's like that everywhere, whatever Everybody sport, is. whatever game it's like that. But, um, Tudes, what were, what was the point you were going to make there? Oh yeah. Before I, uh, I don't know what happened there. My internet just dropped, but, uh, 
Yeah, no, I was just kind of thinking. Nobody. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> did that. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about Ryan's point there with getting hockey on the same platform as the other sports, and like you turn on ESPN in the morning, right? In Sports Center, you're not really seeing hockey because ESPN doesn't really cover it. But now that they will, you're gonna see that. And I was thinking, like, I think it was one of the UFC fights this summer. Uh, Austin Matthews went with Bieber. Oh, and yeah. there was like pictures of all of them going in. I think Jumbo was there too. Oh, he was there too. And was there was the pic- there was picture that pictures that like these big media outlets were taken, and they were just like, oh yeah, like Bieber at the fight, whatever. And like standing with him walking in is Jumbo, and then Austin Matthews, who's like one of the sickest young stars in the game, and nobody knew who they were. Right. Unless you're a hockey yeah. fan, right? Like, if right. LeBron James walks in there with Justin Bieber, everyone's going to be like Bieber and LeBron. But like, without that exposure for hockey, like, unless you're a hockey fan, people don't know who Austin Matthews is, and he's so sick. Yeah, you're like, who are these two fans with Bieber? Like, yeah, know, right. Bieber's bringing these guys up. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's it's nuts, but that's just the reality of it now. So hopefully, getting hockey on that platform and catching the tail end of what you were saying with just like cool personalities and, and getting those people out there. A guy like Matthews, I think is a perfect example of that. Like that's a guy that you want out there for young kids to be like, wow, like he's got like some style, like the way he dresses, like the way he interacts with people, but you don't see that stuff unless it's put on these platforms. Dude, so. How unreal is pasta going to be when he gets oh my time on ESPN? Oh, no. Are you yeah. kidding me? Do you guys oh, see the video of him at that soccer game in the check? Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a maniac, but it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like, but he just has that. He's just hilarious and confidence. And then he backs it up on the ice. So it's like, you can't yeah. even say anything about him. So it's like with that platform, people are going to be like, let me see the pasta highlights from last night. Let me see the Matthews highlights from last night. Just showcase. Exactly. And I think people are – you're going to get more casual fans in terms of, like, like, you know, nobody's really, like, flipping channels by, like, NBC Sports casually. Like, you kind of have to look for it to watch a game there, and all of us do being hockey guys. But, like, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't hockey fans that are flipping through and they just instinctively go to ESPN and there's a game on it. Oh, let's check this out. And then they're going to get more views. More people might get into it. It's not like football where you spend three quarters of the three hours you're sitting on the couch watching State Farm commercials. Like, I mean, it's I think it's I think it's the most entertaining sport to watch. It's just a lot of people that didn't grow up around it like we did haven't had that exposure. Right. And if you think about it, like if you go out and get like a haircut or you're at the bar or whatever, like what's on? It's always ESPN. So yeah, it's like right. now, now you're just gonna go out and like they're gonna be showing hockey more. Like they they weren't putting NBC Sports on at these random places. You're gonna happen to see a TV. So it's like now, now you can just stumble across a game anywhere you are and be like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, what's the next game? Like, what's, yeah, that's what's made the NFL huge in my opinion is they got yeah. the casual fans. Like, right. Yeah. Like, because my mom sits ritual. there on Sunday yeah. and has a game on in the background while she's on her phone and like she doesn't care about football, but she watches. No, I mean, that's it's just what's on. So you just put it on. Yeah, right? exactly. I want to transition a little bit real quick, Ryan, as far as obviously the designing and stuff that you do. And, um, you know, talk talk about your, you know, were you always like an artsy kind of kid? Like, where did this kind of start for you? I, I wanted to dive into your, the beginnings with, you know, you first designing. Like, what was your first design? Do you remember? A little bit about your creative process. How do you get in the zone? How do you 
you'll find that you do your best work when designing stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think I started designing like it might have been like eighth grade or freshman year of high school. And um, I believe it started because um, my dad like started a business and he needed a logo or he needed a website. And he's like, hey, you're good with computers. You want to do it? And I was like, I guess so. So and then after <laughs> that, after that, I was just kind of it kind of grew into like, this is pretty fun. It's a fun little hobby to do. And then like through high school, you started doing it. But it was always like that stuff was always appealing to me, like um, like the different posters or commercials you would see. It's like just the creative aspect of like how people were thinking was uh, appealing to me. So then in high school, I was just kind of pushed towards that and um, just try to just try to be more creative. And um, eventually, like it led to going to school for marketing and stuff because it's you. I wanted to get in the business world, but I wanted to be the creative side of the business world. So so that helped too. It's just the creative stuff was always appealing to me. So then like once once I got into that and I started designing more, obviously you hone your skills and you start just designing stuff that you were interested in just for fun. So like that's how all the hockey designs led into that because it was what I knew and I was interested in. And so I started designing that. And um, as far as the process goes, it was kind of, it's kind of, just kind of whatever it comes to my mind. Um, if you like, it's kind of tough because it's like a lot of people will have uh, a lot of people will be like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and be creative. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, like, I just, I just need to do something right now. I need to get my, get my hands busy. And it's like, just like whatever pops in my mind, I just start building off that. And um, I just started designing stuff that I want to see and what's interesting. And, um, and taking, like all most of my designs now, even like for freelance work, is in the sports world, and taking like what's not in the sports world, but taking influence from everything else that you see, because you're always keeping your eye on uh, different things, and then bringing that into sports world, and it helps like create a unique approach where where you're creating something different. So like if I see a style from like a band or something that um, like an album art that is pretty cool, or whatever, I'm like. I can do that, but for hockey, and it's like people in hockey, like I've never seen that because it's different than what's they typically see in the hockey world. So it's kind of, kind of the process is just, um, just creating stuff whenever like you feel the need to be creative. Cause like, if, if you're creative, you always have to be creating something because it's like, that's, that's what you're doing and you got to work out those muscles and stuff. So um, it's mostly just always keeping the eye out and that seeing influences like outside of typical things where you're like, if it's off the, off the Instagram feed or in the, in the real world, whatever, taking those influences and applying it to something outside of those influences. And it helps create this unique product. Do you, uh, do you remember your first design? Like when you, when you first started like sitting down to design stuff for, for chirps and got the idea, like what was the first thing you did? Do you still have that? Um, yeah, they they might be out there. I don't know, but I remember in like like freshman year, I would I would design things for like just bands or whatever. Like if I had a lyric or whatever, I liked I would just design that and like build off those lyrics just for uh just for fun and just for practice. So it was kind of it was kind of just early early just designing from like just band stuff and hockey stuff. Um, I have a specific example, but it was all based off that. Um, yeah, because it was like these pe these people are being creative, and I like that part of I like this little piece of your entire creative project, and then building off that onto my own thing. So it's kind of 
kind of just building off that. Do you uh, do you have a favorite piece you've done to this point? <sighs> um, I really. Uh, not to just plug chirps, but I really like the chirps merch we've released yeah. because I think it's different and I think it's um, I, it's it's a new fresh design, but it's a throwback to the old designs in the past. So I think it's those those I've been those designs I've been really stoked on because it's it's something that like if I saw in the store when I was ten and like hockey was the best thing ever, I'd be like, oh, I need that shirt. And now it's like kind of building off those influences as an early child, and then. Um, releasing that now, but in a fresh original design. I think those are so cool too. Cause looking at those, looking at those designs and like the different throwback styles for each team, like to me, what's cool about that, right. Is if you get one of those shirts and you walk into the arena, whether you're in Boston, you're in Buffalo, you're in whatever city at an NHL game, like people are gonna kind of turn and look and be probably stop you and be like, "Damn, yeah. like that's a sick shirt." Because like you can't buy that in the team store, right? Like no. everyone's everyone's got your standard black Bruins shirt with the logo on it, some gold lettering, whatever, uh, or the Royal shirt for Buffalo, whatever yeah. the case is. But like nobody's got those throwbacks except for those like limited releases, which I think makes it so much cooler, even. Right. Yeah. And it's like you were you just happen to be there that weekend to see it on the feed and purchase it. But it's like if you walk into the Bruins Pro Shop and you look at all the shirts, it's just like, here's a Bruins logo. Now this is a different Bruins logo. It's like they're not doing anything different where it's like like they used to be different, which is the whole point of the vintage stuff is like bring that back, bring the creativity and the originality back. And it was kind of using that where it's like, especially with that Kraken shirt, where it's like it's not it's not a throwback shirt, obviously, because it's a new team, but you walk by, like, where do you even get that? Like, that's a vintage Kraken <laughs> shirt. So yeah. it's just kind of just taking that that approach and applying it to now, and it's, like, something different that, that's out there than, that you can get it regularly. You guys ever get any angry DMs from, like, team accounts because your merch is so sick compared to some <laughs> of the other team stores? Um, no, but, I mean, I would love that. Like, if you're a team out there, come <laughs> And honestly, if you want to take the designs, you can take the designs. We'll sell them to you. <laughs> I love to see it. It's, so I'm not diving too much, but I mean, if you ever is licensing stuff ever been an issue for you guys as far as producing that stuff? Or how is that I mean, working? I mean, probably, but we're kind of under the radar right now. That's yeah. why we. That's mostly why we do the limited, um, limited yeah. release because like we'll put it up for a weekend, and then you'll see if. It, 36, 72 hours or whatever, and then we take it down. So it's you only have limited time to buy it. And we do the pre-order model where it's like we're only making what's ordered. So right. so it's kind of like if you bought a shirt, you're gonna get it, but it's it's not gonna be up forever. So you're gonna buy it now. So it's kind of like we just put it up for a couple of days, just hopefully like it's quick enough where they won't see it or whatever. But yeah, it's pretty much you want the art, you want that art to kind of speak for itself in a way and you know, be able to get it out there and you know not stepping on toes too much i feel you there um and i think if somebody if somebody's like wearing it out and you're like where do you get that shirt and everyone's like oh this is like a super limited shirt like you can't buy it but like now that person's interested in the next release but it's kind yeah. of special it's kind of in a way special for the people that bought it just because it's so limited and if you're walking out people are going to compliment you but then they can't copy you 
Right. I just I just think too like with sorry Benny like no, you're good. with the uh, with the creative uh, aspect of it too. I just remember so so like some of the just dish designs too. My favorite one of, go there. my favorite one of all time was the Phil Kessel hats because I just love Phil Castle. It's my guy. And I was down in Pittsburgh for a Penn's Caps game one weekend, and I had, like, Penn's shirt on, whatever, and I had my Phil Kessel hat on. And the lady, like, sitting behind me, like, tapped me on the shoulder, and she was like, oh, my God, like, is that Phil Kessel, like, that hat? I was like, yeah. She goes, <laughs> where'd you get that? And I like turned around and I like showed her the website. I was like, oh yeah, you got to go to like Justition. They do like limited quantities. So like they just order as many as they're going to stock. And then once it's gone, it's gone. They're not making any more of them. Uh, but it's just, it makes it so cool. Right. Cause like so many people have a Penguins hat on at that game, but nobody had a Phil Kessel hat on like right. yeah. that logo. It's like, and that's why I asked Ryan that question. I was curious because it's like, a lot of the things that we were able to get eyes on us early on when we started out was remixing essentially like established logos and like doing mashups, if you will, of logos and other things to where it's like, I recognize that, but that's, it's not exactly the same. And then you get the eyes on it and then you're like, what else do they do? And you can see like Ryan brought up the church merch being like some of his favorite. Cause then eventually you get the eyes on that. Like, Oh, this brand's cool. They have their own line of stuff and they can do these like mashup remixes of sick logos, logos we recognize and also styles we recognize and love with the vintage aspect. Yeah. And it's something like, it's something completely different that like a team wouldn't even be be able to sell these. Cause like their brand guidelines are so strict or whatever. Like they have to follow by the book where it's like, do you just break out of those like you can be so creative and create these different approaches where it's like it help it helps it helps you be original and um you're not following any guidelines or rules or whatever so you're just creating what you think is cool see that's one thing i was wondering too and maybe you just obviously you have more insight on that but so with these teams obviously they have agreements right with different apparel brands based on what the nhl signs or any league for that matter so even if a team say the Bruins were like, Oh yeah, this is a local dude. He has sick design. Look at this site. Like could they buy a designer contract someone like yourself to design it and then, and then incorporate that with their merchandise? Or is that just totally taboo with the, uh, the agreements they have? Um, so a lot of that, like, um, because I actually worked for retail with the Bruins, so I kind of know a little bit of the background. Um, a lot of that is the Bruin. A lot of that is like the, the brands like Adidas or a 47 brand or whatever will like pitch a bunch of products to the Bruins and then the Bruins will buy whatever they think is cool, or whatever it's going to sell. So like if they if like 47 brand has a new hat that they think is going to be cool, then the Bruins will be like, oh, OK, like we'll sell that. So like the individual brands like 47 brand could could come to a designer, come to uh, designers, other creatives, and um, like freelance out that design work, and then and then license that out. So like the forty seven will follow the Bruins guidelines, and they can license out that license out the actual design part to myself or someone else, and then you can design for that, and then the Bruins could eventually sell that in the stores. But it usually goes through the apparel companies first, so the apparel companies will design it and then pitch it out to the teams. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that can get a little dicey. It can get a little complicated, I'm sure. But yeah, that, that sparked an interesting thing I wanted to ask you because I know you do a ton of freelance work. Is there any favorite projects of yours that you've taken on, worked on that you you're able to share and talk about a little bit? Yeah, so I do. Um, I do a couple of different things that. Uh, so I actually work, do some freelance stuff for uh, Lower Marion High School. That's in uh, Philly, and that's where Kobe Bryant went. Mm-hmm. So I was doing uh, doing work for them before Kobe's death and then like after and then it's kind of and then so they just won the state championship year after Kobe and whatnot. So like I got designed their state championship shirt and stuff like that. So that's a cool project just to work on just because it's different. Just because it's different. It's obviously basketball and not hockey. And then it's just a cool because it's like a historic program and stuff like that. And then that's that's a that's a cool one. And I've actually gotten into um a few golf companies too um oh yeah yeah even though i even though i don't golf but a lot of golf like a lot of golf brands right now are pushing the creative the, there's a lot of creative different uh, golf brands out there and um so working with them like they they really encourage creativity now it's like um just doing something different than like the old stuffy golf and whatnot so you stick sticking out on the course and it's like all the people our age are golfing and it's all people like us that are golfing and they want to have the creative products and stuff like that too. So working with these brands, it's like, it's pretty cool because like they, they don't care. They just want to be creative and different and they're encouraging that where it's like, you didn't even have that in hockey really. There's not a lot of new brands or whatever that just being like super creative where it's like pushing, pushing that artwork where it's like in golf, like there's a new, new creative brand that pops up like every week. It's crazy. Yeah. So now with that in mind that you don't golf and you're working with these golf brands, if you get any sick care packages, you can totally send them to me to <laughs> avid yeah. golfers. We'll do a nice little trade with you. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Got a lot of buddy got a lot of buddies hitting me up with like, yeah, you know, where's it where the where are these head covers and what and whatnot? So it's uh head covers. What do you think we need your head cover for? Get some merch. No, I know the merch is cool. So one of my boys just started a head cover company a couple years ago. Uh, What's Case, it called? Case Golf, C A Y C E. Dude, and I was on like, their website like last week looking at head covers. Really? Wow. That's like yeah. he's like a he's like a real good buddy of mine. So I do like a lot of I do some of those designs as well. So is like his name he's, Steve. Steve, yeah. Yeah, I get emails from Steve all the time. Oh really? He puts yeah, his name on that email. For it. <laughs> it's really like Steve at Case Golf. You're like, yeah, that's Steve funny. guy. That's funny. Yeah. yeah so is, that like awesome. a, is that like a luxurious sort of head cover thing? Like, yeah, you know, it, it made me think initially. Like when you said a head cover brand, it almost made me, for whatever reason, made me think of like Yeti, where it's so like, a like cooler. Well, like they're a, like you know no I mean? designs, Benny. So like for like like right now on my my clubs, right? Like I have I have Penguins head cover like on my three wood. Um, but on my driver and stuff, like I just have like the one that Callaway sent with the driver, like the stock standard one that like 20 other guys at the club are going to have. But like one of the ones I was looking at on their website, you know, those old little, like, I don't know if they're like paper cups from like the nineties with like that, like blue and purplish, like design, you know what I'm talking about? Like they have that for like your driver, three wood hybrid, like stuff. Yeah. These are sick. So it's like, they're just, it's so dope. Yeah, that's yeah. A and idea. it's just different than like anything you're seeing at like a country club when you roll up. Mm-hmm. 
and he's like spent so much time like researching the materials and stuff so the materials like legit materials just because like he he was like passionate about it and it was he wanted a legit head cover that's going to last you a few years too but also be a cool design where it's like there's something you're interested on that design and you're doing something different than you're standing out from the other golfers on the course too so it's like he's got a he's got a lot of cool designs and he's working with a lot of cool brands like working with their designs too um so yeah it's pretty cool yeah that's sick dude that's it's amazing i mean that's one too where like we you know it's for us like you know obviously the merch we do but specifically too with like skate skins where you yeah. got to really test that material because it's in the elements right rain yeah. constant sun beating down so having that legit material is a huge piece where you want a quality product and it all yeah. does look you know the great product picks the site's awesome and obviously mm -hmm. the designs are sick right you'll yeah, do no, a little addition a little dish and collab with case golf there 100 oh, awesome. I, I, I know for a fact you'd be down to oh yeah we'll talk about it we'll talk about it <laughs> yeah, yeah dude yeah now now it makes me want to buy those head covers i was looking at even more now that i know it's yeah. your boy <laughs> yeah uh, but uh actually got, got some back there actually but yeah um yeah. yeah and it's like people are like willing to spend the money too like back on the materials like people are willing to spend the money on a good product so it's not like like oh yeah you know, I, I was over i was over at uh his uh his warehouse which is his basement um and he like he bought some knockoffs from amazon and they were like 20 bucks or whatever but they were like already falling apart like a week later so it's like if you have a premium product people are willing to spend money especially in golf so it's like yeah, the material the materials are super important and just because that's another aspect to stand out where it's like i bought this head cover a couple years ago and it's still lasting me now i'm gonna buy another one and so are you uh you ever consider starting to pick up the sticks and play a little golf or yeah yeah i've thought about it i did it i went a few times like in middle school and high school and obviously like when you're just like a kid you're like this is so stupid this is so boring but right. um especially now like all all your friends are going out and it's like i'm missing time with the boys right now it's literally yeah. like golf golf in your 20s is really fun because like a lot of my friends in college i'd be like oh you guys want to go to the range or whatever like i want to practice and they'd be like nah like you golf like that's so dumb and now like they'll text me and be like yo you want to play this weekend right and they're so into it but literally it's just a bunch of like acts like hockey and baseball degenerates that want to go out there on a saturday have some beers with the boys cruise around for four hours not be on their phone and just have a good time it's great oh yeah totally i'm playing friday and saturday Jeez. i can't wait i'm gonna just be striping them it's the best off-season activity no doubt about totally. it one of the best one of the best i can respect the fishing game too and many other things but ryan one thing i wanted to touch on too obviously um you know what are you what are you guys immediately looking at you know especially this upcoming season big projects in the works you want to talk about big ideas you're working on what's kind of the long-term vision you know more recently with you know you and jake obviously talking like what direction are you guys kind of heading and what are your focuses for this coming year specifically and beyond yeah i think um i think a big thing we want to do is like consistent vintage drops where it's like every couple of weeks they'll have a new we'll have a new vintage release um just to like just to keep always keep an eye out and then um collecting that product and then just releasing that every couple of weeks is something we want to do 
as well with, like with the original designs, um, keeping that consistent, um, having a new design every couple of weeks. But we want to um, also like expand out of just t-shirts and um, like there's a lot of like vintage patches out there. Ah. Like these, like these, cra these crazy patches that are like from the seventies or eighties or whatever. And just like putting those on different products, like doing a vintage hat release of all these like new hats, but vintage patches and like maybe like, like shorts and jackets and stuff like that. So, and we want to get, so we want to do that and expand out just kind of like um, upcycling the old vintage product into something new and then kind of keeping up with that and doing something different than just shirts. And, um, and then uh, we want to get more into like the, like art aspects because there's a lot of a lot of cool artists out there and do like limited release of like prints of different artists and whatnot and putting them on the site and giving them a platform to just yeah. to encourage the encourage the creativity in the sport and like there's a lot of cool artists out there and then like sometimes sometimes you just need a platform and then that'll help them grow and somebody will see that and then they start being an artist too and it's just like it's a trickle down effect of just creativity of like encouraging everybody just to be creative and encouraging all your friends to be creative. And then that helps just grow the game and have like a different, have so many different viewpoints of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I mean, obviously I'll throw the plug in there maybe a little skate skins, maybe a little justition collab with chirps, huh? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, like I think that's uh, I think that's due for sure. That's due for sure. Look at this. We already got two good. We got like three collab ideas just on one episode here. I can't wait. Right. What are we doing? Part two. I know. We're going to run out of brands to collab with. Yeah, exactly. You can never run out of brands to collab with. No, that's always like a good yeah. yeah. No, dude, that'd be sick. We'll definitely talk about that in more detail because that's, I know it's something we even kicked around with Jake in the other episode. And I think subconsciously we've both been thinking about it as we've been leading up to like coming on these episodes i know it's been i feel like it's been in the backs of everybody's minds totally and yeah. i think like like how we got introduced was when i designed that poster and it was a kind of kind of uh kind of where i'm looking at it with the chirps is um like you were creative in this different aspect of sports and different aspect of hockey and then i kind of took that and was creative in my different own way, but like you inspired me to be creative and then kind of like that got the ball rolling of just kind of just working together. And it was, uh, cause we obviously had that same vision and, and it was just kind of encouraging for both of us to work like that. So I think yeah. like that was like a unofficial semi collab that got the ball yeah. rolling and introduced us. Yeah. Shooter shoot, baby. That's how yeah, it right. goes. We know that. But yeah. dude, that was we had. I couldn't believe the reaction when when Maddie finally threw those up, and yeah. you know we started seeing them. We actually made them. It was holding those was so sick the first time. It's, yeah. it's sick every time, but especially that first one. We're like, wow, we nailed these, dude. Right. Shout out to you know Matt Coda Customs who helped us with those. Mm -hmm. You know, bringing the design to life. But like that was, ah, uh, dude, that was. We had a lot of different like cool pieces that people like got inspired by that we would get sent and stuff. I remember seeing that when I was like, "Holy shit!" Put this on a T-shirt like that was yeah, right. so dope. That was so yeah. cool. Yeah, so I was like, "That man, that was amazing." That poster yeah, it was kind of like I've always had in the back of my mind to do like a vintage Nike poster like that, a vintage Jordan poster like that, and it was like 
you know, I didn't even really know like what the opportunity would be. And then once I saw those and like the reaction to it, I was like, I got to do this now. So yeah. then it was like, like we, and then we both like equally had like a, everyone loved it kind of reaction where it was just kind of, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see. I had people hit me up to, uh, for the design so they can print it out for their like schoolroom desk and stuff. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love to hear that dude. Oh, that's that's the beauty of all of this, man. Just little stuff like that. Like that's what keeps you going. I mean, money's always, you know, a bonus for that stuff. You want things like this to be your career, but the art comes first, man. And the creativity and the creation comes first. And you know, brands like, you know, what you guys are doing at Chirps, you as a freelancer, like you can always tell, I feel like, when that shines through rather than when someone's just going for a money grab because it's just not authentic. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I think if you're just like, if you're just making cool stuff and being creative, like people are going to recognize that. Like, and people, people will follow you and then people will, people will hit you up for the designs. And just because, just because you're making cool stuff, you're being creative, you're doing something different. So it's kind of, it's kind of um, like it's important to do. And it's like, you, you just have to worry about the original product and then all that stuff comes after like all the money stuff and all that will come after and it will come naturally too. Like if you're, if you're still with it and consistent and making always working on like the next cool thing, then like, it's all going to follow that. It's all going to work out. Couldn't agree more, man. I, I love that. Absolutely love those tips. Toots. What do you got here is we kind of, we're getting down to it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to uh, to go back a little bit because I know we had had the opportunity, I think a couple months ago now, to talk to Jake um, and just kind of going back to, you know, how did you guys get linked up all those years ago? Like, where, where did that, yeah, where did that start? And like, how did you guys get to working together? Because it seems like, I mean, he had nothing but like, just high praise he was like even like after we finished recording he was like you guys got to talk to ryan you got to talk to him like yeah. go follow his stuff like this kid's insane like go talk like yeah i don't know he loves me for some reason i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know we just kind of um we just kind of been friends forever um i think it was probably middle school we started playing hockey together we played junior high hockey together and uh he was like friends of friends and then he just kind of, we just kind of were in the same friend group forever. And so it was kind of, it was kind of like, we just always, like we would always be the ones like just talking about the different ideas and different cool stuff. And we were always bouncing ideas off each other. So it was kind of, once we had this, we're like, all right, we got to go through and do this one. So it was kind of, just kind of happened organically, just being friends forever. So that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like so much of that happens with, you know, different, you know, businesses or opportunities that people come up with. I mean, like Benny and Matt, like uh, myself and another uh, couple buddies that are working on our own thing, you know, you and Jake, where it's like, it just kind of naturally happens, but it's not like you're consciously thinking like, oh, we got to build something together. But you know who your friends are, right? When you get that idea that pops into your head where you're like, this is my guy, like he's going to understand the vision or like he's going to hop on board and we can right. do something special. Yeah, you just kind of know who gets it. And it's, you always like if once when you're hanging with your friends and everything, you're always just bouncing ideas off each other and just just 
just talking and like kind of like opening up that way. But it's like the, the important part is executing after that. So it's like once you like you can bounce ideas around all, all day long and it's like, all right, maybe let's just go through and do this. So that's kind of how that got through. And to me, that makes like these conversations so much more fun too, right? Because like, I don't like, sometimes you feel like you get into a little bit of a rut or at least I do. And then I come and I talk to someone who's working on their own thing or kind of finding their own path and I'm seeing what they're doing. It just gets you juiced up to, to start working again. Like you get off of that conversation. You're like, all right, I can do this too. Like, let's work. Right. Yeah. You just want to go and like make things like after that, you're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just inspiration, just overlap and just feeding off each other, man. Um, mm-hmm. I know one of the other things before we, before we head out for this initial episode here, um, yeah, I want to give you the opportunity to, you know, I want you to talk to some of the people that are listening as you know, when we have creators on, you know, entrepreneurs starting their own thing, you know, just kind of diving into the unknown, taking that big leap of, you know, trying your own thing. And you kind of, you got it with your own thing with chirps, obviously with your freelance work. Talk about some of your advice, lessons you've learned along the way that you think can most help, you know, maybe a, a young person who's, you know, eyeing this sort of career path up, who's creative and wants to do this for a living. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, I think the big thing is to just start, um making things that you would want to see because originally when i started like i always wanted to work in sports and be a designer in sports so i would look at other sports designers and like kind of kind of just almost design what like what they're doing like the direction they're going because it's like that's like i can see that's what's working because all the teams are doing the same design and everything so i'm like oh this is how we get in and then i was like kind of like i'm not I once real like you gotta be self-aware enough because I realized like I'm not good, I'm not as good as these people that are doing this, and I'm not really enjoying this. So it's kind of once I once I realized that, I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna design stuff that I wanted to see. Um, and that I have fun doing. And then once I did that, like I got like more and more recognition after that, just because I was doing something different and I was doing something fun. And I think people people realize like he's enjoying making these designs and he's enjoy he's enjoying being like doing what he's doing. And it's not, you're just not trying to uh, copy someone or do what you can see is working. And um, so like, if you're doing something different, people will recognize that and people can see the authenticity behind it. So, it was, so I think that's a big piece whereas, whereas um, just do what you want to do and then people will recognize that and you'll be able to find your own skill set and you'll be able to not work work behind those skills that you you know you have and then um you'll be able to do it and i think a big thing too is um you just got to design and create because you just got to design and create because then that's that's how you work up the muscles and um that's how you build your skill set and you find your own style and you find your own rhythm and then like that's how that's how people will recognize you and people will people will reach out after that. And um, so I think that's a, that's a big part too, is just, just do it. And then like, even if you're not stoked on the design, just publish it. Cause people, people might, you don't know who would like it and people might find you after that. And you'd be like, Oh, I didn't even know. Like I wasn't so super stoked on this design, but people like it. So, cause, cause you don't want to get, you don't want to fall into your own head where you're like, Oh, I'm not as good as these people or, or whatnot. Cause 
because uh, you can be, and then you probably are, and it's just your, it's just you're in your own head. So you just, just post and like take the feedback and take the criticism and just build off that. Do you have a design on the chirps page or something that you guys made that you weren't stoked on that people loved that you can share as an example? You got one? Um, He's like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, you can <laughs> nah, just get it. Um, now a lot of stuff like on the, like on the, my personal, my personal page, um, like I, I design stuff just cause I need, like I'm, I got some free time or to build those skills or whatever. And then, once I do it, I'm like, mm, that's not exactly what I had in mind, but still gonna post anyway. People will like it, or people might not like it, but then you'll learn and you can build off that. So, yeah, absolutely, dude. Toods, I'm all good. Do you have anything before we let Ryan get out of here? Uh, I mean, I think that was it. I'm I'm sure something will pop into my head and I'll DM you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Whatever, but uh, yeah, dude, just awesome, awesome conversation. I. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It's absolute pleasure. I can see why uh, why Jake was telling us you guys got to talk to him. You got to talk to him, and uh, we definitely have to keep those lines of communication open for sure. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, we got some collabs coming down the pipeline. We, we got to right. talk about we got <laughs> Oh my! Ryan God. is a freelancer. We're gonna get them all. I'm gonna look <laughs> sick on the first tee. Oh yeah. This year. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All yeah, right. it was a blast. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, just real quick at the end here, make sure you plug your personal Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of stuff, wherever you guys are on social media, the website, all of that before we sign off here, my man. Yep. Uh, you can follow uh, Chirps on Instagram, at Chirps, and uh, the link to purchase will be up there. we got a couple new drops coming up soon. And then um, and then my personal Instagram, Ryan Laugh, R-Y-A-N-L-A-F. And, uh, just post designs there whenever I whenever I feel like it or got something in the pipeline. So it's only Instagram, right? No Facebook, no Twitter. Nah. Instagram. 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 Instagram's where it's at. Get on that Instagram. <laughs> Love it, man. Thanks for the time. And uh we'll definitely be in touch, dude. Definitely have you on again to catch up, you know, sometime down the line. We'll be Absolutely. in touch, man. For sure. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Ryan. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week for another episode of Just Dishing It. Later. <laughs>